a live talk show all about how to buy, lease, maintain, or repair your car without being ripped off by a car dealer. With me in the studio is Nancy Stewart, my wife, co-host, and a strong consumer advocate, especially for our female listeners. We also have Rick Kearney, an expert on how to keep your car running right. I dare you to ask a question that Rick can't answer about the mechanics or electronics of your car. Also with us is my son, Stu Stewart, our link to cyberspace through Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Periscope. Stu is also the spymaster director of our mystery shopping report. He dispatches our secret shopper weekly to an unsuspecting South Florida dealership. And now, on with the show. Good morning, everyone. We're back live right here in Living Color, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. We're uh, streaming, and uh, we're here for two hours from 8 to 10 this morning, Eastern Standard Time. You just heard my recorded introduction. I'm Earl, by the way, and I'm in the studio with all the uh, A-team. We've got Rick Kearney, the uh, certified diagnostic master technician that can answer anything about your car. Diagnose it right on the air. Send us an audio clip or a video clip uh, to YouTube. He monitors YouTube, Earl on Cars, Facebook, uh, YouTube.com forward slash Earl on Cars. So he'll see your post right away. And uh, sometimes we focus too heavily on buying and leasing. I say that uh, because you drive your cars now longer than ever before. Two or 300,000 miles is no big deal with today's modern vehicles. and. You keep them sometimes six, seven years or longer. And it's a smart thing to do right now, by the way, because you'll hear me say this during the show. It's a terrible time to buy a new used car. Don't buy a new car. Don't buy a used car unless you have to. You're going to pay thousands of dollars more than you will in a few months. Now, I've missed my forecast a little bit. I thought you could do better at the end of 2021. Well, it didn't happen. In 2022, this is my new forecast, by the end of 2022, you will save thousands. So uh, make that old car run a little longer for you, and Rick can help you do that without getting ripped off at the car dealership or the independent mechanic. And uh, he might even tell you you have something you don't even need to worry about. And hang on to that car and make it work, and then by December, January of 2023, December uh, of 2022, There'll be some deals out there. The microchip shortage will be in better control. The manufacturing production will be geared up. You're going to have competition back in the marketplace, which you don't have today. See, the reason you're paying so much for your car today is because you have no competition among the dealers. Everybody's selling the cars for too much. At my dealership, and I have to say, I have to give you full transparency and disclosure, I'm a car dealer still. Stu Stewart is in the studio with me. He's a general manager of Earl Stewart Toyota. And uh, we're in business as a car dealership. And every car we sell, we brag about it. We don't sell any cars over MSRP. I have to laugh or cry, depending on how I'm looking at it. Never in my history as a car dealer. That feels wrong. Yeah, right. It feels wrong. I mean, you sell an MSRP, it's like it just feels... After all these years, 1968, you know, we sold the car in the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, the 90s. Anytime we could sold the car in the past, and we sold for MSRP. You doing a dance? Well, it was only because we only had one. It was a limited edition. It was, you know, but we never never went over MSRP because we thought that was just too much. And now every car we sell is an MSRP. And you're saying, if if you're not in the market, you say, why are you telling me this? 
Well, I'm telling you this because we're thousands of dollars lower price than anybody else. The other dealers are charging thousands of dollars over MSRP, all of them, without exception. So don't buy a car today, folks, new or used. I'm talking about new cars a lot, but used cars are the same way. You know, lease vehicles are not available like they used to be. That's another factor in supply and demand. People are keeping their lease cars. They're exercising their purchase options because it's a steal. And so that's a huge supply of raw material for used car uh, lots and new and used car dealers, CarMax and independent used car lots, off-lease cars. There aren't very many anymore. And uh, because of the shortage there, people that don't buy new cars are trying to buy used. And I tell people that say, I have to buy a car and buy a used car. Well, before you have to buy a used car, be sure they're not charging you more than they would for a new car. I mean, it is a selling seller's market like I've never seen it before. So uh, there we are. Now, going around the table, I talked about Rick. Keep that old car running. Rick will help you. Uh, we got Stu. You heard him a minute ago. Stu's the general manager of our dealership. So he's in the day-to-day exactly what's going on category. He, he, his claim to fame on this show is he dispatches our weekly mystery shopper, undercover, undercover agent Lightning. And we dispatch her to even out of state uh, to the places that you recommend, car dealerships that need to be shopped. We shop as many as we can in the state of Florida, but we also do out of the state of Florida. And uh, I believe Agent Lightning is out of town now, right? She's, yeah, she's leaving to go out of town, so yeah. next week we'll have a long distance. Yeah, so we'll have another long distance shop. So uh, this is the, probably the most interesting part of the show. It comes in the latter part, the last half hour of the show, uh, between 9.30 and 10. Then we vote on the, on, the, on the dealership. Now remember, we name the dealership, we name names. We don't pull any punches on this show, folks. Uh, we name sales managers, we name salesmen. I mean, we're right out there all the way out and then you say to yourself you think why don't why doesn't someone sue you and i love it when people ask me that i say because you can't sue me because i'm telling the truth you lawyers out there back me up the truth is a perfect defense against libel and slander that's right so if anybody caught me in a lie or if anybody caught me in a mistake i'd be sued hey we've been doing this nearly 20 years not one lawsuit not a letter once we got a letter. I got a threat. In fact, we probably had more than one threat. But uh, every lawyer, every every dealer's got a lawyer, and you better have a lawyer. And uh, especially Napleton, we can get into that later. Uh, Napleton definitely needs lawyers. But uh, they will tell you, hey, you, you sue the person, you're going to lose, and then you're going to have the negative PR. And if you get lucky and go to trial, you're really going to have a lot of PR. You don't want to be on court TV and have the truth come out because that's. Exactly what you don't want to do. And of course, to my left is Nancy Stewart, my co host. Get, get, get him some water, will you? I think uh, work's going to keel over. And, uh, I some water, and Nancy Stewart is uh, our female advocate. She's also the uh, person that founded the show with me many years ago. And uh, we went from a half hour show on a little station called Seaview to uh, a two hour show today. And uh, she is brought our female audience up from almost zero, like it was zero, up to about 50-50. And she has a very special offer she's going to tell you about right now to you first-time new uh, females that might want to call the show. Okay, it's all yours. Good morning, everyone. 
We have another exciting show ahead. But before I tell you what we have for the ladies, let me remind you that you can subscribe to the <clears throat> Excuse me. Well, I think we all have it. It's the wind. Uh, it's all all uh, of our allergies. I hope it's the wind. Mm. <clears throat> there you go. You never know. Okay, uh, back to subscribing uh, to Earl Stewart on Cars, the podcast using any of the following podcast apps uh, from your iPhone or your Android sm- uh, smartphone. Uh, <clears throat> you can uh, apply to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, <clears throat> Stitcher. That's Stitcher Radio and the SoundCloud uh, app. Errol's passing me something here. Oh, I forgot to give out the telephone numbers and oh, you did. Take and all okay, that watch of, this. Yeah. You can have that back. <laughs> okay, I'm going to close my eyes. Uh, you can give us a call toll free at eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty. Uh, or you can text us at seven seven two four nine seven six five three zero. I have that Greta Garbo kind of voice this morning. <clears throat> Can you hear me, folks? Dusky. <laughs> I like that. I am husky. No, Springtime <laughs> in South Florida. <laughs> really? <laughs> uh, so, uh, at any rate, moving along here, ladies, $50 for the first two new lady callers. Give us a call. And, uh, well, as I always encourage you every week and during the week when I speak to you or email you, um, you... Uh, hold an important part of all of this you're the big piece of the puzzle Uh, women represent a huge opportunity uh, for every single auto dealer everywhere give us a call 877-960-9960 and uh, for you uh, texters you can uh, 772 take advantage of that number 772 of four nine seven six five three zero and rick's right there with the youtubes uh so um we're going to go straight to the phones and we have uh, john and howard that have been holding we're going to go straight to john from palm city good morning john good morning to everyone earl mentioned msrp today it's not only common but it's a race it seems like to people that are paying how much are we going to pay above msrp Mm. and i'll give you an example a car that's going to set a new record. It's coming out, 2023, Cadillac CT5V, Blackhawk. There's only 120 going to be made. Why 120? Because that's the 120th anniversary of Cadillac, the formula Cadillac. It's going to be a tremendous ceremony in Lansing Grand River Plant where the car is made. All the big people are going to be there. I don't know who in politicians will be there, but... One, number one and number two has already been committed. They're going to be numbered. They're a special edition, a 6.2-liter engine, 668 horsepower, 0 to 60 in 3.4 seconds. And this car, being that only 120 will be made, will set a record of above, I don't know what the MSRP, naturally at least 100000 or plus. And the record will be set with people buying these cars that they have to have special edition first, especially the, the early ones, but they will be numbered from number one to 120. And uh, Earl will tell you, he talked about the past MSRP, which was rare, but uh, not long ago, when the T-Bird came out and the Camaro came out, people were paying way above list. I know there was a, a Camaro dealer here in Stewart. He wanted 10000 above when it first came out, and uh, it goes from there on 
and it gets carried away completely. <clears throat> and it's only the big people that brag of John Stolupi himself. When a super came out, he had to have the first one, and I think that at the time there was over 100,000. So I just want to mention that, Carl, this will be set a record of above price of an MSRP car. I think it was $2 million that John Stolupi paid for that super. Yeah, he did, yeah. yeah. yeah two, mm. two million. Yeah. That's a little bit over sticker. I think it's sticking around 54000 so... Well, it just shows you how crazy the automobile world is getting. I mean, people yeah. have to have limited editions, and they have to fight each other. How much above yeah. MSRP that they're going to pay? So it gets crazy. It gets out of hand. For sure. Absolutely insane. Well, thank you, John. That's uh, uh, at least uh, the good news now is there. The good thing about the MSRP, it's always been a measuring tool for the consumer. And if you shop and compare products, and you're shopping and comparing a, a car, the same thing today as it has always been, even before this whole crazy COVID thing. Uh, you measure the the car you're buying with respect to how much you're paying with respect to MSRP. The only difference now is it used to be you were measuring how much below MSRP you'd pay. Now you're measuring how much over MSRP you'll pay. But it's still a measuring stick, and it's a good thing. When you're buying a car, you should always be sure that the MSRP, Monroney label, is on the car. Sometimes they're not. Uh, we shopped someone the other day. There was no Monroney label. It was in the glove compartment. I think that was Napleton. Yeah. So if you, uh, uh, it's a violation, federal violation. Uh, you must leave the MSRP attached to the vehicle. And literally, the only person that's allowed to remove it is the consumer. In practice, uh, you certainly can ask the dealer to remove it for you, so you don't have to bring a razor blade and a bottle of water to, when you buy your car, so get your sticker off. But yeah, MSRPs are still important. You just got to know which direction the dealers are charging, over or above. And stay away from those dealers that don't display it. Yes. It's illegal since 1958. Yes, So it's a joke when they're not showing it to you or it's in a glove compartment somewhere. It's against the federal law. But evidently, they don't care about the law. Exactly. <laughs> You're right, unfortunately. It's not funny, but it's the fact. Well, John, thank you very much. Uh, uh, we, we love your calls. Uh, You're probably our most faithful caller over the many, many years. And uh, please call again next week. We look oh. forward to it. Thank oh. you guys for being there. Thank, Thank you. you. Always enlightening, John. Um, folks, um, talk about uh, overpaying and, uh, yeah, I don't need to go through the laundry list of things that are happening, you know, in the auto industry. Uh, but uh, you can do something about it. You can help do something about it. And uh, <clears throat> just to stop all this uh, trickery and uh, all these illegal practices, uh, go to www.floridalawprotectingcarbuyers.com and let your voice be heard. Again, that phone number is 877-960-9960. And uh, you can reach us in number of ways you can text us at 772-497-6530 and uh, you can also send uh, the uh, spymaster general a text and uh, also rick is uh, over there and and Stu salutes us this general. morning the and general I, and i salute you <laughs> general. isn't it like this that's pretty good. <laughs> I think that's pretty. Okay, enough humor. Uh, we're going to go back to the phones where Howard is waiting. Good morning, Howard. Good morning. I uh, hope you are all doing well in this beautiful, windy day. 
Yep. Uh, I have a question for Rick. Uh, Rick, what is it better when you buy a battery, a sealed battery or a battery that you have to put distilled water in? Myself, just for the, the sake of being lazy, I'd rather have the maintenance-free sealed battery. Um, they're designed in such a way that it helps recapture the, the fumes from the acid and let it condense back into a liquid back in the battery. So you don't have to worry about checking the fluid levels in your battery. It's just one less thing to worry about. How often do you have to pull maintenance on that battery to check it if you have a, if, if you have distilled water battery? Uh, usually it's recommended once a year at least to make sure you check the fluid and the water level in the battery. Okay, what would cause the water level to go down? Simple, plain old uh, uh, evaporation. Yeah, okay. All right, I think you answered my question, and thank you very much. Uh, well, one other question. Uh, when I drive uh, in my car with my remote, and I have my son, and he has his remote, the same remote. Uh, something happens, and all kind of noises happen. Uh, you told me to take one remote and put aluminum foil on it. However, my son and his wife drive all the time. They have a Honda uh, Rogue, a Nissan Rogue, and they have, uh, they, they have their remotes, and they have no problem. So why would I have a problem with the remote and they don't have the problem where they have the two remotes and the car? Might have sticky buttons on the one. You know, if, if the buttons are being depressed enough that it creates a signal being sent, then that can confuse the computer. Oh, I understand. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think you answered my question. Thank you very much. Sure. Have a good day. Thanks, Thanks for the call, Howard. Thanks, Howard. Well, well, I, let me ask you a question back on the, uh, on the batteries. How much more does a, a sealed battery cost than a uh, non-sealed? They're usually pretty comparable in price. They're pretty close to the same. So why does anybody buy uh, anything but a sealed battery? I couldn't tell you. I just Why do folks buy stick shifts anymore when an automatic does everything for you? But well, I, well, I Because guess it's, it's fun to shift gears, but yeah. it's, it makes it's, cool not noises. Fun, it's not fun to yeah. look at your battery. I mean, they're... So I, anyway, okay, just a, just a, a curiosity question. Okay, well... Any question is important. A seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty, or you can text us at seven seven two four nine seven six five three zero. Do you have the latest uh, column? I seem to have misplaced mine. Well, I, uh, I don't. I don't need it right now. Oh, but uh, yeah. and, uh, well, while, while you're doing while you're doing that, uh, I'm going to go to John, who's been holding in uh, Green Acres. Thank you. Good morning, John. Hey, good morning. How are you? We're well, thank you. I wanted to call and talk about the uh, service department. I've been a big fan of yours. I've had Toyotas, and in nine, I've got a nineteen, uh, a two thousand sixteen Corolla, and since then I've added a Rav four. And I always like to get the maintenance. I always come in and get maintenance whenever it's due. But this last time I had maintenance, something happened that kind of confused me and kind of aggravated me a little bit. Uh, after I had the maintenance done, a week later I got a letter and says, thank you for your service, you've taken the first step, and your car may need some additional maintenance. And I, I thought, why didn't it all get done? 
at the first. I don't want to be coming back to the dealership again and spend another hour and a half for you to continue the maintenance. I, I, I don't know. Um, I, I'll, I have to look into that. This is Stu. Um, typically, the only time there is ever any like additional things suggested is if at the time you were there, if you decided to, to put something off and um, let's say we recommended a, a service that you decided to wait later to do, we might send reminders um, saying, hey, don't forget there's something, you know, you could still you could do this and sometimes we'll even offer, offer a discount. Uh, to give you, you know, ins- inspire you to come back. But um, if you, we, you know, when you come in for maintenance, you know, we don't send, <laughs> do a partial thing and invite you to come back later. But I'll have to check uh, into that. Yeah, I, I don't know why you receive something like that. If no, yeah. I, I don't either. That's, I thought I want to get it all done yeah. at the same time. Uh, yeah, and that's what we want to do too. <laughs> yeah, a bird in the hand. Yeah, we we, we want to get everything yeah, done while I, you're there. Wise words. I. I I know that uh, you, the service department is a big part of the dealership, but uh, I don't want to keep coming back. Just uh, I, well, I was there and I spent time. I don't want to come back again, and I love you, but I don't want to come back. You don't love us that much. Hey, John, John, can I ask you to do me a favor? Could you, could you send me a copy of yeah. that mailer? Yes, I will. Okay, you can, you can fax it. To, you want to fax it to me? Uh, why don't you uh, give me a? I don't have a fax here, but I will do that. Yeah, just give, give me a copy me of it because I, 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 I want to be careful. You know, most dealers, including us, we use outside marketing services to market our different departments, including service and sales, used cars, and uh, <clears throat> sometimes the marketing companies do things that we don't want them to do and we don't know about. So the only way I found out about them are from customers. So, yeah. Even you, Toyota does things we don't want them to do. Yeah. <laughs> if you can give me a co- give me a copy of that, I'd appreciate it. Hey, one other one other thing about that also. Oh, I had the Rav Four serviced, and after that, I got another uh, letter that says, uh, "Come back in, and we will rotate your tires." If the tires needed rotated, I want them done when I'm there. Exactly I have right. To come back. Sounds to me like we got a marketing company that's out of control. Yep. So uh, we need to. Or need, there was to, an error. Uh, it's either a catastrophic conspiracy or a mistake to, was made. Need to take a look at it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, give me the give me the fax number, and I will see about getting those things. Okay. Do, you have, do you have a phone? Uh, you can just take a picture with your phone and and and, and text it to us. My fax number is five six one six five eight zero seven three four. Okay, I'll see about trying to get that done. Hey, but do you have a, a smartphone with you right now? Uh, not right now, I'm sorry okay. to say, but uh, my wife has one, and I'll see about getting hers. And uh, Sure. And Either way, whatever is easy for, easiest for you. Okay, will do. All right. Thank hey, you, John. The service is the Thank best part so of the dealership. Thank you. That's right. No, I like, you know, I like to bring it in and get it taken care of at one time, though, it seems to be the main thing. Great, great. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you, John. Uh, right. Give give us Bye. a call, uh, toll free at eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty. Don't forget, ladies, fifty dollars for the first two new lady callers. Um, I'm going to take and uh, change gears here for a moment, and uh, remind everyone if uh, you didn't pick up the uh, Florida Weekly or the Hometown News, uh, you can go to Rowan Cars and you can pull up his latest column. Open letter to Florida 
Attorney General Ashley Moody. There it is right there, folks. Is that a great picture? It's a great, uh, a lot of great information in this column and uh, a lot of things uh, that will. will. I, th- I think that's the look that she gave when she saw the column. <laughs> Don't be judgmental. Not. She looks like she's taking <laughs> it very seriously. That's a, that's I, a good I, point, I, Sue. I feel, I feel a little guilty about picking that picture up because, but I, I know this, and you, anybody that reads uh, you know, the, the political uh, stuff going on, uh, if you're reading a the Wall Street Journal and you see a picture of a Democrat, it's usually a uh, an ugly picture. And if you're reading the New York Times yeah. and you see a picture of a Republican, it's usually ugly. So people they always pick out whoever side. Yeah. You can always tell. And you can who, always how, where the slant is by the by the beauty of the picture of the person they're running. Right, like they have pictures of Donald Trump and he looked like a bodybuilder. And yeah, uh, it's amazing, it's, isn't you, it? You, just, you Google like ugly this or angry looking so and so let's see if we can get the worst picture is that, ever. What you, is that what you did did you search for bad picture yeah, bad I, did. I went on google <laughs> i went on google and i googled uh, ashley moody images and then i went through i didn't google ugly i just ashley moody and i went through hundreds of them and i found the one that i thought would offend i her can't the most. stop looking yeah. at it and you know there you go that was the intent you know right. that was a good uh, point that you made yeah. and uh she she may be we want she's people just to slow looking down at when this. they're scrolling and uh, yeah. see that and it, then read it. it yeah. She's looking at this and she's very serious and mm-hmm. she's going to do something about it. She's considering We always want to be positive. Positive, positive, positive. Okay, uh, okay folks, um, where was I going with this? I think we are going to go to Stu. He may have yeah. uh, some text piled up. Uh, you don't have any YouTubes, Rick? Mm-hmm. Okay, we're going to go to Stu. Yeah, we'll, okay, we'll uh, start off with Anne Marie's text. Oh, it looks good like morning. We, do we have a call? Uh, no, we're good. Okay. <laughs> Your face lit up, I guess. Nancy gets really Anne happy. Anne Marie. Oh, okay. It was for Anne Marie. My face lights, lights up, too. Uh, good morning. Sad news for the local racing community. After 57 years, uh, the Palm Beach International Raceway. 60. After 60 years, 60 years. Formerly known as Moroso Motorsports Park out west of Jupiter, Florida, is having a last lap celebration to mark their last day today, April 23rd, 2022. Starting at 11 a.m., there will be a parade of cars, drag races, music, food, and a trip down memory lane. Uh, spectator tickets for adults are 10 bucks. Kids 12 and under are free. The property has been sold to a developer who is trying to get approval to turn the site into a 2 million square foot warehouse space. The imminent demise of this racing facility prompts the question, have you ever taken a car out to that raceway to see what it could do? And that's from Anne Marie, and the answer is yes. And I know Rick has. I remember years ago you raced an XB, a <laughs> Scion XB out there. <laughs> I will not admit to that. And and then Earl yes. came this close to taking the Tesla out there. Yes. Oh. But, and Na- but Nancy stopped that. Anne <laughs> <laughs> uh, Marie, uh, we, we're on the same wavelength. Um, we were, were reading the same thing. And uh, it's amazing. After 60 years out there, can you believe it? How, th- how time has changed and you know that's the way it goes anyway i think i smell let me see mm, i'm gonna look in my crystal ball <laughs> amazon <laughs> maybe uh we don't have enough facilities for amazon uh thanks for the text Anne marie we appreciate your input every I know, saturday I, I morning i used to go out there and get by the uh track i'd get a pass view right up against the wall to shoot photos of the cars going by yeah and early are you telling me you've never been out there uh to race no i've been out there not to race i've been out there to watch the races yeah but i'm surprised you haven't been out there to race 
he, yeah. he races on the on the motorways of, of Florida. Oh, this is true. I forgot. Uh, With me in the car. Byways and byways. <laughs> Let's move right along okay. here. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I know he doesn't want to admit to a crime. Uh, this is from Steve in New Jersey, who's a longtime texter, uh, sometimes caller. Um, another state, Maryland, has fined a new car dealer um, for bogus fees. It's in Maryland, and he sent a link to the Jalopnik article. It's a uh, uh, the Attorney General of Maryland um, is is charging Coons Kia uh, for bogus fees, a million dollars. And uh, I just heard of that just now. Thank you, Steve. So who knows? Maybe there is a uh, there's a movement underway. We don't know yet. And, and who is that? Coons Kia. Coons Kia, and I know that dealer. That uh, that name Coons K O O N S sounds very familiar. I think I they went to I went to dealer management school with uh, Je- uh, with uh, I think Jeff Coons. Okay. Yeah. You know. Maybe yeah, what's that so? That's a family. They've been, they've been in business uh, since uh, well, the '60s. At least, yeah, right. Yeah. Why am I so familiar with that? Have we talked about that on the show? Um, I'm not I'm, sure. Do, they, I mean, do you know if they have dealerships around here? Yeah, they had a Ford dealership. In Coons Ford. Oh, Ford. that's it. Okay. That's what it sounds familiar. Okay. Okay. Um, wow, uh, that's that's great. Then we have another one here. It says, uh, who, who sent this? I don't have a name. Uh, I heard something this week on a YouTube video that Toyota might be increasing MSRPs between 700 to 1,000 pretty soon. Have you heard anything about that? I think this might be a terrible time to buy a used car, but a good time to buy a new one. Um, yes, uh, uh, Toyota just announced an increase of MSRPs across the board, um, and they range anywhere from $250 on the less expensive cars up to $700 on the more expensive cars and those actually go in fact on 2022 models starting in May. Um, the, the ones that get um, get built will have uh, the higher MSRP uh, starting just next week. And remember folks uh, uh, all the manufacturers are increasing their prices. When they, when they increase MSRP uh, it becomes news like it just did here. But uh, uh, the, the easiest way to increase profits to the manufacturers is to decrease incentives to you and the, and the, and the dealers. And the dealer incentives and the customer incentives are huge. So uh, you don't read about it though. You, uh, you have to subscribe to Automotive News. But when they go MSRP, because it's federally mandated law that it be displayed, it makes the front pages. So uh, you might say Toyota increased this car by $1,000 MSRP. They probably already increased it last week by knocking off $1,000 incentive to the dealer. Which they did. Or a $2,000 <laughs> incentive to the customer. So folks, this is a terrible time. I know I'm a broken record. Don't buy a new car today. Don't buy a used car today. The manufacturers are getting rich. The dealers are getting richer. And uh, you're getting poor. So don't play the game. Wait till supply and demand kicks in again. That's a law. You can't, you can't get around supply and demand. And it will sooner or later catch up. And then the dealers will be cutting each other's throats again. They'll be slashing prices, lying, cheating, and stealing, bait and switch advertising. Unfortunately, goes along with all that. But the bottom line is, when that happens, the educated consumer can get a really good buy. Now, if you're going to get slam dunked, if you're going to be taken advantage of, and you don't watch your own cars, <laughs> if you don't do your homework, you'll still be taken advantage of. But the average dealer five years ago was breaking even or making a few bucks or losing a few bucks in the new car department. Today, they're getting rich in the new car department. So we'll be back to where they're struggling again if you can just wait and 
bear with it and I'm forecasting the end of this year. Yeah, and that's good advice, Earl. And uh, Earl also uh, wrote a, a column on that subject that he just covered and uh, you can go to roll on cars and just uh, learn you know about uh, taking care of your old car and uh, hang on to it forever the amount of miles that you can put on a vehicle today is in- incredible so you're sitting on a gold mine uh, we're going to go to uh, we're going to welcome back julie who's called us before and she calls us from west palm beach good morning julie good morning um, I have a question I don't think I've heard addressed before. It's kind of an unusual question. Um, I have a friend who has an Impala. About a month ago, she went on vacation. The night before, she goes out and has a steak dinner, inadvertently leaves the doggy bag in the car for her two weeks of vacation. Oh, God. She comes back, and there's a major roach infestation. Oh, God. Um, oh, yes. Um, somebody said you should use a fogger, but she was afraid it would ruin the upholstery and that it might cause a fire in the car. So then she ended up getting roach motels. Lovely. And um, she thought there were just a few roaches, but they would just fill up as soon as she put them down. Um, two questions. How did they get into her car? Her car doors, you know, if her, her doors are shut and her windows are up. And how, have you had anybody with this problem before? How did they get yeah. rid of them? Um, well, first of all, I, I'd like to excuse myself from this studio to go have the w- willies <laughs> attack because I'm just completely... Um, Roaches can get anything. I don't like. They can probably get into a sealed jar. They can squeeze yeah. their bodies into amazing into anything. creatures. But we've used bombs um, in our detail department for uh, um, ants and other bug infestations on mm-hmm. the cars, and we haven't had a fire issue. I mean, that sounds like an issue. Rick's got something. The best recommendation that I have because I I parked my pickup under a tree one time and wound up filled with ants, little ants. Oh goodness. Mm-hmm. And the the problem is that the cabs of a vehicle are not sealed airtight. There's plenty of areas where any insect, even snakes and rats and mice, can get in and out of the cars quite easily. Um, raid dry smoke fumigators. <laughs> they mm-hmm. it's basically it comes in a little plastic cup. You peel off the foil. You put about a quarter inch of water in it, and drop the canister back into that plastic cup and set it in the car. Put mm-hmm. like two of them in the uh, cab portion of the car, the front and back seat, and one mm-hmm. in the trunk. They mm-hmm. do a smoke that will literally fill the entire car and it'll, it'll almost look like the car's on fire. The right. best part is that there's no wet residue that is going to affect any of the fabric or adhesives mm-hmm. or anything like that. It will not affect the, the electronics and it will kill all the insects. I've I've done it on my own vehicle and mm-hmm. had to do it on a couple family members' vehicles, and I can tell you for a fact, it works perfectly. It will wow. destroy insects. Because uh-huh. she was wondering if, when she was using the um, roach motels, if it was actually um, uh, insects from outside were drawn more to her car because of the smell in the roach motel. Well, the, the problem is that if they, when the bugs get in underneath the carpet and everything, the mm-hmm. uh, fumigators don't always get, you know, the spray. They don't get down into those little nooks and crannies, but the dry smoke will. Right. And you'll want to do it quickly before they start laying eggs or anything that might right. let them spread, uh, get future generations. Yeah, I'll tell her because she said the road to hotels. They would be like absolutely full. You couldn't see the bottom of them. There were so many roaches in there. Yep. Okay, thanks. We got a perfect solution. Thank you very much. Yeah, for the thank call. you so yeah. much, Julie. Thank you. And thanks Bye-bye. for staying in touch with us. 
Mm-hmm. Or you could sell your car. Have a great weekend. <laughs> Say goodbye Ace, to it. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome, Julie. Hope to hear from you again. Um, 877-960-9960. Or you can text us at 772-497-6530. Now back to Stu. Okay, we have another text here. Interesting question. Um, what do you think of the idea of using your smartphone to record the conversations and negotiations in the dealership or the conversations you have on the phone uh, over the phone with the dealership? And uh, that's that's uh, depends on your state law because I know recording laws vary by state. In our state, we can't do that in our mystery shops because you have to um, allow the person being recorded. Uh, you have to alert them know they're being recorded. So that would kind of screw up the mystery shop. We did try it once. Uh, we had a clever scheme with a GoPro camera that we put on the yeah. head of a five-year-old child yeah. <laughs> who accompanied the mystery shopper. And, and the shopper explained it was, a, it was a birthday present that the kid got and he won't take it off. And um, let them, you're being recorded. And the, Unfortunately, the kid kept staring at the floor. Kid, unfortunately, the kid was a very, very active kid and he was looking was all jokes? over. He was looking everywhere but what was happening during the sales. So it was useless footage. But uh, yeah, check if you're going to do that, if you're going to check the laws of your state because you don't want to commit a crime um, while you're trying to get a good deal. <clears throat> okay. This is from Bob. He says, good morning. Will the start-stop feature on the Camrys that also have auto climate control, um, if it's always left on with the engine, always be running due to the auto climate setting? That sounds like a question for Rick. No. Okay. Once it reaches core temperature, it'll shut the engine off, and the newer compressors are being run electronically, which means you don't need a belt drive for the compressor on some of the cars like the hybrids. Okay. I'm going to jump over to uh, Anonymous Feedback, which just logged me out because I've been there for a while, but take me one second. And I know some stuff came in. Um, this is from last week, but we didn't get to it. Actually, I think we did get to that one. Here we go. Regarding your mystery shop of Wallace Cadillac, as 99% of dealerships are doing now, it's just supply and demand. I went to a dealership, gave them the car I want, plus my name and number, when the supply and demand extra dollar amount, 5000 isn't in effect anymore, to give me a call, and I'll buy. I really don't blame the dealers. FYI, official numbers from Automotive News for all 10 Wallace dealerships shows that combining service, parts, used cars, and finance department's revenue, not profit, but money collected, those are sales dollars, was $593 million. That's a lot of money. But then Wallace has real estate, taxes, salaries, insurance, upkeep, inventory, utilities, yada, yada. So the profit might not be so great. Then 10 McDonald's or auto parts store chain doesn't win your very interesting analysis. Yeah, I'm sure Bill Wallace is making a ton of money. And um, I read that, uh, read that article. And it's interesting. We, we, need, we should go back and take a look at that. In fact, you can do it. Uh, the sales figures are... Uh, Available. I mean, I think every dealership, I would think Florida would have the sales figures for companies because they have to pay sales tax. So uh, if you you have the total sales of a car dealership, you can apply the rule of thumb. Uh, The old rule of thumb used to be two or three percent net profit on total sales. So if you if you use a three percent on Wallace, I did that. It turns out to be a little bit over a million dollars net profit per dealership for the Bill Wallace Auto Group. 
And uh, but it's just interesting. I thought the guy was which fits in what the size of their stores. It yeah, seems like yeah, but uh, uh, the net profit on sales is very low at car dealerships. At least it was until now. Uh, it was only the only thing lower were supermarkets, and that's probably changed too. So, uh, rules of thumb during this COVID crazy two or three year period uh, don't apply. But when we get back to normal, if you ever want to know how much net profit uh, a car dealer is making, just take his total sales and take two or three percent of it, and that's what he's uh, putting in his home. pocket. Yeah, putting in his pocket after everybody's paid. Yeah. Another anonymous feedback. Um, why do rich old car dealer owners like Bill Wallace have to rip people off? Aren't they rich enough? I'm a rich old car dealer, and I don't rich. And I, I don't rip people off. I I think what it is is uh, I think the car dealers that are older and that have been successful, uh, I think they can become less and less involved uh, with the dealerships, and uh, they don't pay attention. And you you created a company that is based on volume, profit, and commission. Everybody in the car dealership works on commission. So when you don't watch the store, and you go out on your yacht, or you go fly somewhere on your private jet, or you go to your skiing lodge in Vail, or your uh, hunting lodge in Montana, hello, Chuck Schumacher. <laughs> Earl and, right uh, now is running through all of, like the expensive properties of people yeah. he knows, <laughs> so or the you, private island. And, uh, <laughs> under, this is a, you want reality, you want the truth. This is the truth. And the castle in Monaco. If, <laughs> even if you had a honest car dealer that had been very successful, now he's enjoying life. He's at the beach. He's doing something else. And uh, when the cats when the cats away, the mice will play. And when you have everybody in your company paid on commission, what are you going to do? I mean, you're going to push sales any way you can. You send out uh, phony uh, service mailers. You send out, uh, you mislead people about having cars in stock when you don't really have cars in stock. And uh, you charge them thousands of dollars over MSRP. It's easy to get away with uh, hosing the customer. And when the cat's away, the mice will play. Yeah. I don't know. Are they really all doing that? I think they're sitting around getting inebriated, and they don't know what the hell's going on. No, same thing. Some, the people, truth. some people like to ski. Some people like to drink. They're getting inebriated the at, at their ski lodge. Yeah. Uh, fun. <laughs> they're drinking uh, Pappy Van Winkle as they're taking down an African elephant. I mean, we know. We, seriously, we attribute a lot of this car dealer activity to it being evil and mean and trying, trying to take advantage. A lot of it is just stupidity or apathy a, a better apathy is a much better word apathy they don't they, they're not around they don't care and uh hey you know it's a, they get that big check in the mail uh or they uh, wired to their account in uh, in zurich or wherever it goes they, <laughs> the they, they get you know <laughs> bill wallace is looking at you know uh, 12 million dollars a year pop into his account why should he worry about how they made it i mean it's not in the papers uh ashley moody is not suing any of their his dealers uh the you know the regulators aren't calling him and say your 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 dealerships are doing the wrong thing so he's fat and happy and he's getting his check every week it's apathy that's a, that's a real answer all right, here's another anonymous feedback. Uh, this is really good to hear. Uh, good morning, I'm not sure if you heard, Earl Stewart Toyota was mentioned in a couple of videos by Kevin Hunter, the Hobart guy. 
Um, you mentioned a couple of dealers not charging over MS- MSRP. It was part two and three of the video series, oh. so I'll be looking that up. Uh, yeah, yeah I th- we, we've had um, listeners recommend the Kevin Hunter uh, videos before, so that's kind of cool that we've been yeah. we've been discovered. Fabulous. Yeah. Finally, finally. Right. Hey, <laughs> we're doing the right thing. All right, we are all caught up currently with uh, with text. Okay, let me mention that number again. And uh, for you ladies who haven't heard, $50 for the first two new lady callers. And uh, you can take advantage of that this morning by calling 877-960-9960. And uh, for everyone else, you can text us at 772-497-6530. Don't forget youranonymousfeedback.com. And Rick, do you have any YouTubes for us? I do have one interesting one here. Um this is from our buddy Donovan. Oh, hi, Donovan. He says, last week you had a caller ask if an electric car could charge another electric car. And I had said, no, I didn't think it could. However, he says, this is actually not correct. Nothing stops an EV from charging anything. It's all in the software for the direction power flows. Uh, he says, the new Hyundai Ioniq 5 and the Kia EV6 have this feature. It comes with an adapter that turns the EV charging plug into a regular wall outlet, which allows you to plug in another EV to charge. The new Ford F-150 Lightning will have this feature also and has vehicle to home feature that allows you to power your house for up to three days from the Ford F-150. Several power utilities are also testing vehicle to grid which will allow your EV to send electricity back to the grid at peak times and get credit for it. Uh, it's really amazing what can be done with the power sitting in the giant battery in an EV. Well, thank you, Donovan. I, I, it's amazing, like Anne Marie and Donovan, we got some really smart people out there and we literally learn things from our customers, so yeah. our customers from our listeners. So please uh, call us and uh, 877-960-9960 and the youranonymousfeedback.com is dropping off. We need to get you back on that. You remain totally anonymous and all you have to do is go to this URL on the web, youranonymousfeedback.com and everything you tell us is strictly off the record. We don't know who you are. We don't know where you are. We don't know why you said it. All we know is what you said and we will not censor it other than for profanity and vulgarity and that kind of thing. Or brevity. Yeah, right. We're not not going to uh, be critical. We'll take constructive criticism or, for that matter, a destructive criticism. Hey, so I I just looked up the the Kevin Hunter video uh, that that we just got the text on. Oh, cool. And um, it is really cool. I'm going to share these videos on Erlong Cars. They are going through and listing dealers all over uh, the country that are not charging over MSRP. Um, And yes, we came up in there, and I want to thank Ernesto and Tom, who I believe are fans of the show. Uh, They showed their text messages to uh, Kevin Hunter, letting them know that we're doing so. I really appreciate our listeners putting us out there. But if you don't care about Toyotas, they're listing all sorts of dealers up here, and I'm looking, there's a Toyota dealership in um, Oakwood, Georgia, called Milton Martin Toyota. Can't, I, I can't remember the name of the GM. I know the general manager there. They're not charging over MSRP. They're about 40 miles, miles north of Atlanta. So we'll identify these dealers out there who are not charging over MSRP. There's not going to be a lot of them, but there are some. Yeah, I went to uh, I went to TQM Toyota Quality oh, with, Martin. with Martin. Uh, I think the son 
I'm not sure. Well, it might have been Milton Martin. Yeah. But a really good dealership. They're very, uh, very, very honorable. Cutting edge, yeah. Yeah, they are. That's great. So, um, so stand by. I'll, if you want to look for it now, it's just to search. Go to YouTube and search for Kevin Hunter, the homework guy, and you'll find the video like I did. But I'm going to post it. So uh, that's really cool. You know, let me jump back on Donovan's comment because automotive news was full of stuff I didn't know. This current uh, issue about electric vehicles, and here's something that uh, Rick would be interested in. Uh, is that the voltage on electric vehicles typically has been 400 volts but they've come up now and a few other manufacturers are going to 800 volts and when you go to 800 volts uh, you get more amperage and therefore you can charge your cars a lot faster and uh, that's a, I mean it just shows the rapidity of the trend in technology and what's happening with electric vehicles another thing is really cool is there's a Vietnamese electric manufacturer. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, you know, for us old guys, Vietnam. Called I mean, the foe. Yeah, here we are. Here we are. <laughs> it's like Japan. I mean, you know, uh, here we are. We're at war, and now there are buddies, and they build great cars. Now v uh, Vietnam is building a great car. And uh, they came up with a, uh, uh, ability. It was on charging. Let me see if I can find my notes here. It's called VinFast is the name of the Vietnamese car. VIN, V-I-N, and I thought VIN stood for vehicle identification number, but it stands for Vietnamese. VIN fast, Vietnamese, and they, they, what they're doing now is they're building cars, but you don't get the battery. Uh, they build the electric car, and they lease you the battery. And they'll lease you a battery, get this, at $35 a month. Now the cool thing about that is, it ain't bad. That's that's the most um, expensive part of the car. Yeah, and what you have is you're going to you're going to lease the battery, but they're going to upgrade the battery, and you'll be able to upgrade when they go to a better battery, and you'll just keep the car, That's and you don't have to scrap the car or trade the car in. Or worry about it going bad in the exactly. future. Yeah, wow. So it just I mean the technology. They have two models of Vinfast. Uh, the, the, the low price is thirty five. Uh, dollars um, a month for the battery. The other one's forty-four dollars a month, and that's for low mileage. And after that, after three hundred and ten miles uh, per month, they charge you eleven cents a mile. So it's a little more expensive. And but it's still. What's it's, the, what's see, the, to me, I as a ba as a electric vehicle driver, I drive a Tesla. I can't I can't keep thinking about the fact that in three years the battery in that Tesla is going to be obsolete and it's the most expensive part of the car. But if I was leasing it, thirty six months. Brilliant. Lease, yeah. Oh, it's 36 yeah. months? Yeah. Oh. Well, I don't, you know, whatever. So it's not just going to be technological innovations. It's going to be innovations like this, like yeah. the batteries, the swapping out the batteries, the leasing the battery. Yeah, yeah they yeah, take care of the maintenance. Stuff. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. basically, a, a person that drives 1,000 miles a month, which is about average, yeah. would pay approximately $100 a month yeah. if they drove 1,000 miles a month that yeah. for That's average driving. the battery. Average driving, yeah. yeah. And then just whatever you'd, it cost you for charging it up. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. But still, that's... Um, that's a, and sooner or later, you're going to see a, 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 a melding of a lot of these things. I love the 800 volts. I didn't even know about that. Uh, but uh, to be able to charge your car, uh, your battery twice as fast because you have higher voltage. And uh, there's a lot of other advantages, too. So uh, every day there's a breakthrough of some kind in this whole electric revolution so it's really getting kind of fun to talk about still remember 
I think I, we're still talking about it too much because less than one percent of all the vehicles in the world are electric, and it's going to take a long time before that changes. I I just got some information here from Donovan. He says uh, Hyundai, Kia, Porsche, and Audi all use 800 volts. Yep. Lucid is you the company that's out of Arizona is using 900 volts. Yeah, and and Jonathan, I heard that. It's really not 900, but they say 900, but that's technical, mm. I don't know. But mm. 8 or 900 doesn't make any difference. But yeah, uh, these guys are jumping, they jumped ahead on this, I think, unless there's a downside. I have to ask uh, Elon Musk about that. Why aren't his batteries 900, 800 volts? Well, he also goes on to say the higher the voltage, the less heat that happens when charging. Yeah. So in theory, the faster you can charge. But the CCS charging standard... I'm not sure what the CCS stands for. Uh, Donovan, if you could you know, give me a, a definition on that CCS. Uh, he says it's limited to 500 amps, so it can only go so fast. Which well, yeah, I can understand you'd, you'd have to have some sort of a limiter on the, on the charging rate. You better be careful. I'm going to replace you with Donovan on the show. Well, this, he, this guy's very sharp. He's, he's my go-to for electric right now. He's, where, he's coming so in big really on the electric. So you're really not very smart. He's... He, Ah, oh, you've been using Donovan. I've got time. backup. He's, yeah. he's been with us for quite a while. He's, he's my electric Google. Yeah, electric Google. Electric Google. I'm Earl's Sounds Google. Sounds like a dance. Google. You, you hear that? I'm Earl's Google. Google yeah, he gave me a nickname the other morning. Um, you know, um, back to EVs, uh, would everyone agree that California is on the cutting edge as far as uh, their uh, proposal calls for electric vehicles? They're going to make up 70% of uh, the new vehicle sales for 2030. Uh, do you think they'll be ahead of everyone? Well, Almost everyone. Know, it all depends on how you look at it. Yeah, they... Uh, I, I they, they, they certainly are the trendsetter. I mean, they, I'll say that. Yeah, I agree with that. Eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty. Give us a call, folks, ladies. First two female callers, fifty dollars for you. I know you can use it with everything that's going on. Um, our text number is seven seven two four nine seven six five three zero. And don't forget your anonymous feedback. Dot com. Rick, do you have any more YouTubes over there? I uh, just said, Donovan does say that CCS is the plug that every car uses that is not a Tesla. I guess that's the, the, the name they're using now for a non-Tesla charging mm -hmm. connector. Yeah, I heard that Tesla is a little uh, tap dancing with Elon. He was going to stop including that adapter that you get to, for the uh, Tesla charger that you use if you're using a non-Tesla charging thing. Mm -hmm. And then he says you could have to, you'd order it with the car for 400 bucks. And then um, there was a big outcry saying if you're charging 120,000 for a car, why are you nickeling diming people for another for a 400 dollar piece? So now he's going to make it easy to order, and he's lowered the price to 200 dollars. Yeah. Hey. You got to do what you got to do. But the impressive thing about that was a CEO of the most valuable car company in the world who got customer feedback and instantly changed his policy just by listening to Twitter. So that's pretty cool, too. Yeah. Mm, amazing. Well, if we don't have any texts or YouTube, I've got some. I got one. Oh, good. Let's do it. Um, it was a follow up on the text we got earlier about the recording conversations. Uh, he says, um, Going back to my previous text about using a smartphone to record conversations, I was thinking that when you started the conversation, you would tell the dealership person that you were recording the conversation, and you're doing this to make sure that you're being dealt with honestly, and that if you believe that the dealership has told you something illegal, the conversation will be forwarded to the state attorney general. Um, yeah, if you, as long, I think that's not violating any laws in any state, as long as you 
uh, inform the person that you're recording them and uh, maybe tone it down, maybe not saying in case something illegal, just to make sure that we're all on the same page and um, that we're clear on everything that was discussed. And if they have a problem with it, you know, you might have an indication that you're at the wrong dealership. <laughs> well, I, I, I think that the, the negative of that is we would never get normal behavior. Yeah. Once we said that, we yeah. wouldn't get the real. I think maybe for he's as a customer, a real customer. Yeah. That's what they're. He's. he's I think it's a great idea for yeah. a real customer. In fact, I wouldn't even record the conversation. I would just tell the the. Uh, it might be recorded. Salesperson, <laughs> that I am recording it, and you know, you're holding if you're holding in your purse or you, you pat your pocket. Like this, I'm recording this. Uh, unless you have an objection to it, I'd like to record this conversation. I think they would probably moderate their uh, uh, predatory activity uh, so they didn't go to jail. But that's interesting. I love you callers and texters. And I mean, uh, who was that texter? I don't think so. there's a Anonymous? name on it. I could probably scroll. Oh, no, it's Richard from Minnesota. Richard from Minnesota. Yeah. Great idea. I mean, and then Donovan and Richard, I love you uh, texters and callers. Wow. Don't forget Anne Marie. And Anne Marie, I mean, she's the, uh, what do you call the grand poopa of all Grand poopa. <laughs> she's, she's the leader of the pack. Yes, she yeah. is. <laughs> I kick every, that's the first text I read. Yeah. She puts a lot of thought yeah. into it. Yeah. And, she opens um, up the show. Exactly, it's actually really good content for the As show from a entertainment standpoint. Let me, I'm gonna ask the insiders here, auto insiders in this, how many, how many used cars would you guess CarMax bought from customers over the curb, we say, uh, in the last 90 days? Nationwide? Yeah. A million. Oh, yeah. I always, I always overbid. Three hundred. I say three hundred twenty-four thousand. That's a reasonable, and I would have yeah. guessed somewhere in the hundreds yeah. of thousands. It, it's amazing. Uh, it, it got my attention, and it makes me realize how important it is for you folks that are thinking about selling a used car or trading a used car uh, to get bids. And uh, CarMax is a great source because they do pay real money. They also won't pay the real money if they don't want to buy the car, but they'll still give you a bid. So you better hope that CarMax would like to have your car. If they'd like to have your car, they will pay you really good money for it. And you can also try Carvana. Here's another little tidbit of Carvana. Carvana lost money. Their, their, uh, their, their profit went down. They were always losing money, but they made they lost less or more last quarter. It was bad. It was worse for them. Yeah, it was worse. And uh, so they're starting to feel the pain a little bit, and they're having to go and sell more stock. So Carvana's a little nervous. You know, they're an IPO. Uh, it's a little shaky right now. But for a while there, they were buying probably and paying too much for cars. And they were number one on our recommended list. Always go to Carvana. I still say go to Carvana, but be a little leery now because they are starting to get financially yeah. We still unstable. use them as a, as a resource um, yeah. in, in pricing cars. Um, and we buy anycar.com, another source. Uh, shop it. You know, if you've got a Honda, go to three or four Honda used car lots. Don't ever go to a car dealer and say, here's my car, what will you give me for it? He gives you a, a price and you say, okay. If you do that, it's just like him adding another $3,000 to the price of the new car. They always try to bring your used car and your trade-in for less money. And if they know you're shopping, if you just do this, when you go and say, now, 
You tell me what you'll allow me for a trade-in. I'm going to CarMax, I'm going to Carvana, I'm going to we buy the car.com, and then if you have a higher price, I will trade it in. So you have to let them know you're going to shop and compare your price to your car. But I was amazed when I saw that uh, CarMax bought that many cars. That's a lot of cars. I know that's a nationwide figure, but 324,000 vehicles in the fourth quarter, that's more than they'd ever bought before, as a matter of fact. The other cool thing you can do if if you don't really need the new car that you just bought, take it to CarMax or call Car call Carvana and make a nice tidy profit. As we've seen, we've had a, a listener on the show yeah. buy a, a new Rav Four from yeah. us yeah. and drive down the street to CarMax yeah. and made five thousand dollars. That's arbitrage. They call it arbitrage. Yeah, and uh, have fun with it. That probably make a, a little money. <laughs> probably a whole new whole new industry out there. A used car arbitrage expert. I mean, moving in. Maybe we got to start that. All right, we'll call it Earl's arbitrage. Flip it. <laughs> Earl's arbitrage. Yeah. Flip it. I got a text. Flip it. Flip okay. that rev. All right, here we go. this is a text. I think it came from somebody who had texted us uh, last week. Um, it says, "Is there a point in a tire's life that will need rebalancing after having it balanced after buying it brand new? Also, does it matter if the tire technician put the weight on the front side or the back side of the tire? Please give Rick the floor so he answers my question." And don't digress like you guys did last week, talking about how you guys used to use the lead weight to make toy men and fishing line sinkers and such. All right, we won't talk about that. I Rick, think I started that. You I? did. Have the floor, Rick. Okay. Um, my, my way of saying it is if your tires are out of balance, you'll notice it when you're traveling between speeds of about 50 to 65 to 70 miles an hour, um, highway speeds on a smooth road, if you start to feel a shake his in the question, car or in the steering wheel. His question was, after you have your tire balanced, right. later on, uh, will the, do you have to have it balanced again? Right. That's, that's what I'm... I'll, I'll get it. Honest. Is um, the answer yes or no? Well, yes, they do, because okay. your tires can become out of balance. That's what I thought. But the way you know oh, that yeah. it's time for a balance mm -hmm. is if you're traveling at those highway speeds mm -hmm. and you start to feel that little bit of shimmy or shake yeah. when you're just cruising along at that slow speed. Mm -hmm. Now, to make sure that it's not some other thing causing that vibration. What causes the car to go out of balance? It's, uh, been, it's been balanced. You haven't, mm -hmm. assuming you haven't hit a bridge or something like that. Well, but, as as the rubber begins to wear off the tire a little bit right. and you lose a thin layer, mm -hmm. it actually can change the, the weights yeah. of the tire yeah. and make it just a little bit out. Yeah. And believe it or not, as much as a half an ounce of weight yeah. can make a tire shimmy at those speeds because it creates yeah. a, a harmonic balance where it will bounce. Yeah. So if you speed up to around 70 yeah. and then coast back down, you'll feel that shake start in and then it will smooth out again as you get slower. Okay. And that's that harmonic. And, that's, and other types of shakes won't do that. Right. Okay. So at that point, you should say, okay, I want to have my tires balanced. Now, on the old-fashioned steel wheels that are just those stamped steel wheels, we'll generally put a clamp-on weight on the inside or outside, whichever place the computerized machine tells us that weight needs to be to get that wheel in balance. If it's an alloy wheel, uh, the, the fancy aluminum alloy wheels. Like most cars now. We'll use a clamp-on weight on the inside if that can be done. Or if not, we'll use those stick-on adhesive weights in order to keep the wheels looking nice and not have to, you know, it's like scratch hit, up your wheel by pounding those on. Right. They hide them away. Uh, the only drawback with the stick-on weights is that sometimes they can fall I'm, you're, off you're later putting, on. You're putting me to sleep, Rick. <laughs> 
this, right. but are this, a, this texter really wants story. to know about about They're the, fascinated. Yeah. Well, now I understand. And that's that's it in a nutshell. Honestly, I used to wonder, like, if you have a vibration, how do you know if it's a some other cause, a, yeah. a dent in your wheel or something like that? But when you slow down, once you get a different frequency, I got it. Yeah. I hope our texter has it too. And we're all caught up. <laughs> okay, let me uh, let me mention something else here about uh, um, I, a long time ago. I predicted this. I love it when I'm right about things. Uh, I guess everybody knows that Honda and General Motors are joining together to build electric vehicles, which basically means, I mean, did you ever think that Honda and GM would be one company? Because eventually all vehicles will be EVs, and there will be no longer a Honda and a GM, but Honda and GM will be a team yeah. building EVs. I didn't so, know that. Yeah, so we're, I didn't either. Uh, and, and, I, and what we're going to see is a huge uh, uh, consolidation yeah. worldwide because it's so radical like we did with tech and like in as yeah. techs acquired each yeah. other and yeah yeah so uh i i guess it's too soon to start worrying about this but when you're buying a car from a particular company a manufacturer you should ask yourself are they going to be around in 10 years i mean because you could keep your car today 10 years easily yeah. uh and if the car is not i mean you folks have brought oldsmobiles and pontiacs uh sorry about that you feel me <laughs> We're watching Saturns. The, we're watching this uh, TV series uh, called uh, Startup, and there's a lot of that's an expression. I have certain expressions. You like that? Yeah. Yo, dog. You sound very hip. Feel Yo, me, dog. dog. You feel me, dog? Yeah, yeah, yeah. bro. Okay. Yo, All right, bro. Hey, bro. listen, um, <laughs> bro. That is something to think about. I, in the past, who would have thought? Should I buy a car from Fiat because yeah. Fiat might not be around when I want to uh, trade my car in? And you can imagine what happened to Oldsmobile and Pontiac uh, when, yeah. you know, I mean, I... That's why I was laughing when I said this, there's a, this lunatic was weaving in and out of, of traffic in a little Fiat, and I just, I, I just laughed at the future of his car manufacturer. I can easily, <laughs> I can easily see three manufacturers total in the world in 20 years. I mean, I'll jump up. I won't be here in 20 years, so... Uh, Toyota, Honda. I can't it'd say be I was wrong. Honda GM. <laughs> no, no, it'll be, it'll Jim be Honda. Cra- they'll be crazy names. Waymo. I mean, could be. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's just it, uh, Google is. It'll be, Apple. Apple's going to have a car. There you go. I mean, I, you, you probably. I think you just hit it. It'll be Apple and Google, and maybe one other Tesla. Yeah. Apple, heard, Google, and Tesla. I heard Apple and Toyota were, were talking. I yeah. got my fingers crossed for that one. <laughs> yeah, it's it's got to be consolidation, and the, the the whole landscape will be different. It's it's exciting. I think it's going to be the dark horse, the Atari. Ah, uh, I will buy that one. Yeah, takes oh. me back. Okay. Uh, okay, please call the show because we're starting to babble incoherently now, and, yeah, but uh, including Im- me. Uh, most importantly. Um, uh, oh, and to your mention of not being here in 20 years, you'll be here, um, and you'll be in a different form. I'm going to freeze my so, brain. So uh, heads up, everybody. Oh, here's something. I got something. He'll be uh, part of the solution. Here, here's, another, here's another very important thing that I came across automotive, automotive news. Suspicious auto loans are soaring. That's the one I'm looking at. And suspicious auto loans are simply you go into a car dealership to buy a car, and you shouldn't, but you do. And you got to finance it, and um, and uh, but your your credit's bad, marginal. You have no credit, oh, but they sell you a car anyway, and you get financed, and you're happy. Well, guess what? 
Uh, they phonied up your credit application. They lied to the lender. They violated the uh, federal crime. And this practice by car dealers has always been rampant. Mm -hmm. And, and, now you're, it's and you're complicit because you signed the credit app. Exactly. I mean, if you sign a credit application, uh, you're guilty. And you've violated federal uh, laws. 260% increase. Uh, straw borrowers. A straw borrower means that you came in to buy a car, but they use somebody else's credit and maybe even put somebody else on the credit application. And... Uh, you're liable, and uh, and then when they discover it, your car's going to be repossessed. So, um, if you are one of those folks out there, and a lot of us out there uh, have issues with credit, particularly today with inflation and a lot of other things, be real careful. And when that credit application is passed to you to sign, read it carefully to be sure the information is accurate. And if they don't give it to you to sign, run because they signed your signature. And uh, that happens, it's happening. Uh, remember, as I said earlier in the show, why do car dealers lie, cheat, and steal? Because they can, and because they can get away with it, and they are paid on commission. Yeah, we talked I, about you know, that. If I, could, if I was a dictator, and I could change all the rules of the retail car business, I would make commissions illegal. And I'd say everybody is paid on salary, and that's it. It would cure a huge amount of temptation and crime in the auto industry, or for that matter, all industries. But that ain't gonna happen. Dot com. Yeah. Ain't gonna happen. Dot com, bro. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> I feel you, dog. I feel you too. Hey, um, to put things in perspective, let's take a look at um, Point Predictive's uh, fraud team and what they found. Uh, speaking of uh, what Earl was talking about, the 260%, 260% increase seeking a combined, well, over $309 million. Whew, that's a lot of fraud. Okay, folks, we're waiting to hear from you. And uh, we have a mystery shopping report coming up. It's uh, going to be fascinating. And Stu has some tips. Yeah, we have some um, really interesting anonymous feedback that are coming in. Uh, first question says, if you're making so much um, extra money and profit, how are you giving back to your employees who help make all that money for you? And that's an excellent question. And I, I can say that we have increased wages in every department from hourly wage employees significantly to the commission employees, particularly the salespeople who um, our salespeople aren't paid a percentage of the profit, and, which is a good thing, but it didn't work out uh, for them when we were selling less cars and making more money, so we increased the, um, the flat, we call it a flat um, commission. Just It's just a payment for selling a car um, significantly um, to make up for that. Um, our hourly um, employees, um, I don't think we have anybody under $15 an hour now. Um, we've raised all that up, and that's, um, in compliance with raising, rising wages in our area um, to be competitive, you know, hiring people is important, but also because um, we recognize that, you know, we are we faced a windfall. And well, we and, are and to address the, the problem, the question broadly, uh, we're one of the few car dealerships that doesn't pay a percent of the profit uh, when we sell a car. Uh, virtually every other dealership does. So if you're getting 25% of the profit, uh, which is what the standard commission is, and a car dealership is selling cars at $5,000 every sticker, the salespeople are also retiring soon because they're making a ton of money. So the average uh, commission salesperson today 
is making a whole lot of money. And the car dealership itself, the dealer's making a whole lot of money. We had to change our pay plan because we were paying based on volume and not on profit because we set the profit and therefore we had to raise our our, um, our, our compensation. And uh, you know, most car dealerships, uh, uh, they probably have the reverse problem. Right, they're cu- they're cutting because they're think they're paying yeah. out too much. They're cutting. They're probably cutting back on the pay. Yeah, yeah. They are. Um, here's another question: What is the current status of face masks at face masks at your dealership? Is a customer required to wear a mask at the dealership? Currently, no. Uh, we don't have a face mask requirement except for our employees who are not vaccinated, um, which is very few. Uh, most of them are. The vast majority are. Um, but the ones aren't still have to wear a uh, face mask inside. Right now, Palm Beach County has very, very low transmission uh, rate, and um, it's considered safe in public indoor public spaces. Uh, we change it if it changes in the future. Um, if there's a surge, then, then we'll look at it in the future. You know what I do when I with a mask? Uh, I believe uh, even if I feel relatively safe, I look at when I wear a mask. I think I make those around me feel safer. Mm-hmm. If they if they don't know me and I'm around. Uh, you know, I always feel bad. I felt really guilty the other day at Publix. I went in and I wasn't wearing a mask and a guy who knew me came up and said, you know, he's still wearing a mask. And I felt really bad because I, I probably made him feel uncomfortable I, I, without a mask. I feel the same way as at Publix. Yeah. Just, I didn't know the person, but every time I walk past somebody with a mask, I, I wonder if they're thinking the things I was thinking back when <laughs> I encountered yeah, non-maskers. Exactly. Yeah. I'm not a non-masker. You know, yeah. it's, it's okay now. What's um, really reassuring is when you see somebody wearing the right mask. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that. The Smart right person. Mask. Yeah. Not a sock. <laughs> um, another anonymous feedback came in. Hello. When will Earl's second book come out? Will it have an audiobook version? And will there be an audiobook version of Earl's first book? Thank you. I'm glad you asked me. That gives me a chance to plug my book. Uh, I just chapter have, eight. I, I, I just accidentally, I didn't mean to do this. I have chapter eight here. And uh, chapter eight is. Evil Earl gets retired, and uh, <laughs> there it is, right there. And uh, uh, I, you know, proofread it, so I've got. Uh, I, I, we're in the really rough stages. I'd have to say that the book will be available by the end of the year. I always say the end of the year for everything, hey. but I really think so. We're, uh, uh, we're. I'm just having a ball doing this book. It is so much fun. It's more like memoirs. And, and it's a real book. The other book, Confessions of a Recovering Car Dealer, is more of a how-to-do-it book about how not to get ripped off. This is my life and, uh, and changes and includes Nancy and That's Stu a good point. and my sons or other sons and, and, uh, and you know, people that are close to me. And uh, it, it's, all, it's better than having a, a, a psychoanalyst. And when I do the book, I dictate it to a guy that's writing the book for me. And uh, uh, we do uh, two sessions, typically every Tuesday and Thursday. Uh, we go over it and I, we talk back and forth. And then when he does a chapter, we go over the chapter. And living your past, reliving your past, is very therapeutic. Very and, therapeutic. Uh, very it humbling. has been quite a revelation. Yeah. So, and uh, uh, it's uh, an amazing journey. The new title to go is, back. is Redemption of a Recovering Car Dealer. So we have Confessions a recovering car dealer, which is available on Amazon, and 100% of the proceeds go to Big Dog Ranch Rescue. Woof, woof, very good. Thanks, Rick. <laughs> okay, and Big and Dog Ranch great. Rescue, 
100%. You go to Amazon.com and you buy Confessions of a Recovering Guard Dealer. And I'm hoping by the end of uh, this year, we will have the new book, Redemption of a Recovering Guard Dealer. So the, this thanks for asking. This uh, second book is really going to make a difference. It truly is. And it was good that you pointed out what you did, your first book. It was uh, sort of a, a, a tell you know, how to do it uh, kind yeah. of a book but this book um it is just like i said it's uh, uh it's going to be uh on fire it's going to be amazing that walk down memory lane it can be therapeutic in some ways but <clears throat> it may require more counseling afterwards what about the uh the audio version um they want to know if there's going to be an audio version of this one um and your old book you know it's funny because i was talking to uh, john van zyl my ghostwriter about that and uh he said i've got a good radio voice well of course yeah. i do yeah and he says i should do it and and i said well yeah I, I just want quality i said that would really be hard to do so i'm wrestling with that i the mean long you know, hours project. and hours yeah. and hours to do it so um i but i i, I listened to audio, uh, Stu, you got me on to uh, audiobooks yeah. and i'm not reading books anymore i'm listening to them and it's much better i much prefer it so, but I've heard the difference in quality in a good audio book yeah. by a good narrator is really important. There's, there's a guy that I've, I've, I've heard, I can't remember his name, has narrated a few books. We got to get in touch with him. Yeah. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I, I don't know whether, but we'll definitely do an audio book because I, I think that's a new trend. For both, yeah. Yeah. That's the only thing. Maybe, maybe I'll record it. I sound a little bit like you. You do, yeah. Just there you go. Yeah. All right, we're all caught up. Okay. I, Rene Aubergenois. René Aubergenois. Who's speaking French over here? He is the reader for the uh, Douglas Preston and Lincoln Child uh, Pendergast series. Oh, okay. And I'll tell you, the man has an incredible voice. I think he'd do it justice. All right. Yeah. We'll look yeah. him up. Oh, I know what I was going to say. I was just talking, we were talking as we were going down memory lane here. Uh, and I was telling Jonathan about it before and Rick. Uh, Nancy and I are going to my high school reunion. I, I really respect Nancy going to a high school reunion because it's got to be terrible for her but she's got to go meet all these old people that she doesn't know and uh, but anyway uh, I'm having my high school reunion uh, tonight uh, for graduating classes 1956 57 and 58 and I'm giving out copies of my book you're uh, going there I'm going there I'm gonna I'm I'm a featured speaker see yeah. I wouldn't be going but I'm the featured speaker I'm pretty close to the last one alive. What are you going to talk about? So there, well, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> how, how much you miss everybody? <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to talk really? about. Really? I'm, I'm going to be there, and uh, it all fits in. Of course, we were talking about COVID before, and I, I want to be sure that everybody at the table, at the dinner table, had been tested. So they're going to be, uh, our table will all be tested. And, uh, and then we'll be talking about, you know, the other thing, I'm honored because of very famous people in my graduating class, George Hamilton, uh, Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds. Yeah. A couple years earlier than you, right? Who? Didn't he graduate a year? He's, he's a yeah, year 56, older. Yeah, 56, but it's, see, there's... But it's all together. Oh, yeah, we're having 56, 57, right. 58. Yeah. You have enough people show up. Enough people, so... You ask uh, what all your father's going to reveal? What is he going to... Is that, is that what you ask? I'm just curious what he's going to talk about. Are you going to talk Are about Are you cars? curious where I'll be sitting? You're going to be sitting in the front row. Oh, no. I'll be at the exit. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be sitting at the exit. We have a texter. <laughs> we have a text. Hey, um, I'm going to interrupt your text texting uh, because we have two phone calls. Oh, great. Um, Thank ladies God. Ladies and gentlemen, we are going to introduce Phil. 
from Jupiter and Ron. Hang on. Good morning, Phil. Yes, I want Welcome. to ask a question about. Yes, I got a question about high test gas. Uh, I was in a Lexus dealer looking at the uh, thinking about getting a hybrid, and on a hybrid they recommend high test gas, and uh, I, I just couldn't understand it. It's a little four cylinder engine they use. And then the other question is, why would we? Why do we use uh, eighty nine? Uh, 91 octane gas is what everybody recommends it has it, but yet they make 93. So, can you can, give me a little information about that? I mean, what's what's the deal with recommending high test gas? Well, Rick, Rick can answer that better than I can, but I, I want to set it up a little bit by saying uh, sometimes they recommend it and sometimes they require it. And uh, double check your owner's manual or the cap on your gas or whatever they put it whether it's recommended if they if they require it uh then that's that's a lot stronger language if you recommend it i say forget about it and try a, a lower octane but rick is the authority the only real difference is the in the fuel is the octane number which is actually how fast the gasoline burns the lower the number the faster the gasoline will burn and the reason they have it retarded slightly so that it will not burn as quickly is because in the higher compression engines, uh, low octane gas can actually spontaneously combust right at the moment when it gets to its maximum compression. And that can actually cause two flame fronts in the cylinder. And as one is fired by the spark plug, the other one is that spontaneous ignition point, And that causes a bang inside and that is what's known as spark knock. So when the computer detects that spark knock, it will retard the timing of the engine and will reduce the ability of that engine to produce its most efficient power levels and that causes it not to run as well as it should. So when they recommend using the premium fuel, generally it's best to try to stick with that if you can. If it's required, then you definitely want to use the premium fuel, otherwise it can void your warranty. Well, why, can I, well, let me ask you this, Rick. Why, if they recommend it, what is going to hurt from dropping it down a, a level and uh, and seeing if you get a, any uh, a knock or noise or problems, right? Be, before, we were telling the customers or the listeners that you can use a lower test as long as it runs smoothly. Well, and it will run smooth, but oh. the problem, because you won't even notice it, because the computer okay. will pick up those sounds way faster than you'll ever even know it. You won't even hear it. Okay, well, but you're saving a whole lot of money, and we realize that it won't be optimum performance, but you're saving a whole lot of money, especially with, with gas prices through the roof like they mm -hmm. are now. I mean, what's the difference between low test and high test today? Uh, uh, a buck a gallon? Uh, it's about... 40 cents, 30, 40 cents. All right, 40 it cents used to be a lot less. And actually now it's about 50 to 60 cents difference in the three levels. It used to be only like 10 cents per level up. Yeah. So now 50 it's more cents, like 50, 50 cents 50 to 60 cents. 50 cents a gallon, 20 yeah. gallons, that's 10 bucks a tank. Yep. And so if you can save 10 bucks a tank, tell me what is going to change my mind about that. Well, just the effect that it can have on the engine long term. Okay, what's long term? Uh, carbon buildup in 50, 60, 70,000 miles could cause issues with the engine later on. Well, okay. I mean, I'm just saying because 
I, I can only basically regurgitate what the engineers say about the engine. They design it. They say this is what you should be running in our well, engines. Well, okay, well, I, then I'm agreeing. I'm disagreeing with you. So Phil, decide who you want to go with. I think that engineers typically overcompensate, overdesign, and true. it's a lot Very easier uh, to be sure. So they say, eh, uh, let's tell them to use the the premium gas. That way, we know there won't ever be any problems, and we won't have any repairs under warranty. I say that. You're probably going to trade that car in long before you have any problems if you drop it down one octane level and you save yourself a lot of money and then trade the car in and we'll let the, the guy that buys it worry about it. That's my well, what is what do they what do they use eighty nine octane for? I mean they always offer that eighty nine. I mean who would use that? Older cars that don't have all the computerization to it, if you start to detect a spark knock, you can step up to that mid grade level and that will reduce that spark knock for you. Oh, okay. Didn't know that. Okay, well, it, check, it kind of shocked me when it, on a Lexus, on a four-cylinder four engine and a Lexus hybrid, a hybrid of that uh, recommending high tests. That, that kind of blew my mind when well, I saw Well, that. drop it down, try the uh, lower octane, and if it runs smoothly, uh, you're saving a lot of money, and keep on trucking. Okay, appreciate it. Thanks, Thanks Phil. Phil. Give us a call again, 877-960-9960, and you can text us at 772-497-6530. Don't forget, we have that mystery shopping report coming up, so stay tuned for that. We're going to go to Summerfield, Florida, where Ron is holding. Good morning, Ron. Hey, good morning. How are you doing this morning? We're well, thank you. Thanks for calling Earl on Cars. Okay. This is a, a two-part question for Rick. Rick, um, I've always wondered, and I have a 2012 Highlander, and uh, I still have the step-on emergency brake. Now, I'm kind of an old guy, and so in the old days, you needed an emergency brake just in case the primary brake system failed. So you had the step-on emergency brake, which would bring the car to a stop. So now all the new cars had the little tab, the electronic emergency brake. Does that work in stopping the car if it's in motion most people just you know i hear it referred to as just the parking brake but will it break for us yes it will basically it so uses electronic motors to physically close the calipers on the back wheels and because parking brakes or emergency brakes are always designed to work the rear wheels and yes it will stop that car my second question is, I have a new Highlander on order, a hybrid, and um, I've vacillated between just getting the two-wheel drive and the all-wheel drive. I know the all-wheel drive gives you a third electric motor in the rear. Does the weight of that motor uh, take away from the mileage potential from the car? It has very little effect on it, but the biggest advantage that you will have is the all-wheel drive features of that uh you get on wet roads uh if you travel north in the winter time you get on snowy roads or even say you go down to the keys and you got a lot of sand is blown across the road any slippery conditions that all-wheel drive along with the, the stability control in those vehicles you will see a huge difference in the way it handles does it um require any additional maintenance no because it's drives. simply an electric motor with two little axles going out to those back wheels. No, no maintenance changes whatsoever on it. Okay. 
I was listening to the previous caller, and I want to just piggyback on something he was asking. Okay, so we buy um, hybrid vehicles to save gas and to help not pollute the environment. So why would I buy a hybrid car that needs premium fuel? It's kind of counterintuitive, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it is. But again, that's, you know, the engineers decide what they want to do. But bear in mind that hybrids that require a premium are generally more of your upper, upper level cars anyways, where, um, you know, let's be honest, for a lot of those folks, that extra 20, 30 bucks a week in fuel, that's that's not even pocket change. That, that's the, you know, the, yeah. the change that falls out of their pockets down yeah. in below, behind the back seat. <laughs> yeah, uh, maybe I'm just more of a, a purist when it comes to trying to save uh, the environment and save money, and I don't want to waste money on premium fuel mm -hmm. and buy a hybrid car at the same time. So, you know, it kind of, it, they do a disservice to those of us who may want to move up to a premium car, but I'm not paying 60 or 80 cents more gallon uh, right. just well, for the privilege of driving something fancy. One, one of the things to, to keep in mind, too, is the, the whole idea of a hybrid car was that they were more of a stepping stone to get people more used to the idea of the higher technology and moving into electric vehicles. Uh, it's it's kind of that thing that you've driven a gasoline vehicle all your life. Now you go into this hybrid vehicle that is half, you know, halfway an electric car and suddenly you start feeling the differences and next thing it's like, oh yeah, I want that electric car for the next one that has full electric with the massive amounts of torque, uh, total silence when you're driving down the road. There, there's a lot of different advantages to them. Yeah. And hybrids yeah. were meant to uh, guide us into the future, really. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you. That was the questions I had. And so I just wanted to make sure that the all-wheel drive didn't require additional maintenance and that required it to be in the shop more. No, and as a matter of fact, if you happen to be someone that, uh, say, you're pulling a boat, a mm -hmm. hybrid Highlander is still one of the best options for uh, pulling a boat that's within the towing range of that vehicle simply because one of the best features is that instant torque. The moment you step on the accelerator, you've got full torque to all four wheels to pull that boat up a ramp. And if you've ever watched some of the YouTube videos of car, you know, these guys trying to get their boat up off the ramp and they hit a little slick spot. And then the next thing you know, that car, that truck is getting a car wash. Let, let me uh, let me jump in here on this fuel economy and the and a hybrid and so on and so forth. I just pulled up AAA, which is one of our uh, Bibles. We use Consumer Reports, AAA. And AAA says, there's no question that higher octane premium fuel has the potential to boost the vehicle's fuel economy and performance. However, engines have to be calibrated to require that to see the full benefit. And they say that they, they don't think that the boost in performance and fuel economy is worth the difference in cost between the premium and the lower octane. So AAA agrees with me that buy the lower octane fuel if your car runs okay as far as you can tell, you're saving a ton of money and you don't want to have to uh, spend the money on the high test. Yeah, I agree. All right, good. I agree. Mm -hmm. well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Bye-bye. Uh -huh. yeah. Okay. Thanks a lot, Ron. Uh, we are going to freeze the lines right now. 
uh, because we're going to finish up on our text messages uh-huh. with Stu and YouTube's with Rick, and we're going to get to the mystery shopping report. So okay. we're going to go right to Stu. Okay. Hey, uh, before we get to those last texts, um, I looked at this uh, Coons Kia in Maryland who uh, got fined. Hmm. I think this is uh, pretty significant. So not only did they get um, busted for charging bogus feeds, not including it in the advertised price of their car, Sounds like they have the same law in, uh, up there as they do in, in Florida. Uh, but the settlement, uh, they have to pay a million dollars, which they're, they're going to return to the consumers, plus $100,000 uh, for the cost of the investigation. And then they have to agree to stop charging um, fees other than taxes or title fees. Really? Right. So that's a precedent. So uh-huh. if I'm in Maryland and I just saw that happening, I'm going to start thinking about my dealer fee. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah, who knows? Maybe this is a, a movement that's getting underway. Nice. The problem, right. the problem is just the law enforcement. The feds did it again, right? Not the attorney general. No, that was the attorney general. Oh, was the attorney general? Yeah, uh, oh. state attorney general of Maryland. Oh. So What's that's kind of cool. Do you, do you have the name? Yeah. Um, attorney general is uh, Frosh. <laughs> uh, where's his first name? Uh, Brian, Attorney General Brian Frosh of Maryland. Why? Wish we had him in Florida. Yeah. Okay. Well, hopefully, uh, you know, Ashley's listening. Uh, we have a text here from someone who has negative sentiment towards California. He says, you said that California as a trendsetter is going to have 70% of electric vehicles by 2030. However, how is California going to charge all these electric vehicles on their grid when they can barely supply enough power now to not have rolling blackouts? And they have eliminated all their high power nuclear reactor type of power supply and went to all sorts of non-renewable supply. Uh, my answer to that is like, they're going to have to figure it out. <laughs> it's going to be a tough one. Hey, but it's always good to set goals. And, yeah. you know, you might fall short, but it sets the direction that we're moving in. And that's undeniable because yeah. we're moving to an electric future. I just think how much California has taught us about uh, being safe during earthquakes and fires. Exactly. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I know what to do if uh, we have an earthquake here. That was a good point to the text, you yeah. know, to what he said. Yeah. Well, um, like I said, it's it's a tough it's a tough one, and there's smart people figuring it out. Um, I think we are caught up with everything except. Nope, that's right. We have something here from, from Bob um, on Facebook wants to know, Rick, what can you do to clean windshield wipers? Uh, best thing would be a little bit of Windex or other simple commercial available glass cleaner. Spray it on a paper towel and wipe it up and down the blade. To just clean that rubber the, the best you can. So don't put vas- no Vaseline? No, nope, nope, nope. WD-40. <laughs> don't do any of that. Didn't Ford just have a huge recall on windshield wipers? I think it was just like hundreds of thousands of Fords. Oh, really? Yeah. Something I'll about that. up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, this one in from Kirk in West by God, Virginia. <laughs> Earl, your first book was outstanding. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to your second. Oh. Aw. That really makes me feel me good. Too. Thank you. Okay. We're good to go. Let's okay. Um, I see by the clock we better get rolling here. Uh, folks, uh, we always call upon you to uh, vote for the Mystery Shopping Report. Um, you're very important to us. You're a huge part of the show, and we appreciate you week in and week out. If I didn't say it earlier, um, we shopped um, Napleton Chrysler Dodge Jeep. And uh, you can uh, vote uh, by uh, texting us at 
497-6530. So take advantage of that. Now back to the recovering car dealer. Okay, let's do it. Welcome to part two of our exclusive Napleton Auto Group Exposé. To recap, the hammer finally came down on old Ed, Ed Napleton. You know, he lives in Palm Beach. Uh, might be listening to the show. <laughs> uh, Maybe he'll call in. <laughs> when the feds hit him earlier this month, I like that the feds hit him. <laughs> it's the feds. Oh, good Lord. I tell you. I feel you, Doug. <laughs> hit him with a $10 million fine for ripping off his customers in general and really ripping off his black customers in particular. Very sad. Federal Trade Commission, along with state authorities, alleged that eight of Napleton's dealerships were sneaking junk fees. That's their terminology, and, and we like that. We're going to start using that. Perfect word. Sneaking junk fees and unwanted add-ons, that's also known as dealer-installed accessories, onto their customers' invoices. Napleton also charged their black customers more for the same unwanted worthless crap, again, allegedly. So... Uh, they're screwing everybody, but the black people are being screwed even worse, and that was the allegation, and that's the reason he forked up $10 million so he could avoid, what was it, $70 million and mm -hmm. uh, ripoff. You could only imagine the excitement we felt when we found out that two of those eight Napleton dealerships were right here in our backyard, down the street <laughs> from our studios, Napleton's North Lake Kia, and Napleton Chrysler Jeep Dodge are both on North Lake Boulevard, as it were. We completed part one of our expose last week when Agent Lightning shopped Napleton's North Lake Kia. We had no idea what to expect, and we wondered whether they would try to behave themselves given the considerable heat on the Napleton organization. I mean, I can't imagine the pressure. I mean, can you? I mean, I mean my God, I, if that had happened to us, too. The call I'd get from the I mean, I, the I, mean I couldn't sleep. I, I mean, anyway, you'd think the, there'd be chaos and panic. Uh, uh, Dad, um, the feds are here. Um, <laughs> can you come down? The feds! <laughs> <laughs> if you, that'd be like a boot, a Marshall Dillon's here. <laughs> <laughs> if you missed last week's show, here's a uh, spoiler alert. Napleton's North Lake Kia did not behave themselves. They were adding the same unwanted garbage to their cars, junk as it were, that the Federal Trade Commission complaint said they were adding. To rub salt in the wound, Napleton also added $20,000 market adjustment. <laughs> 20, oh man, $20,000 up above uh, the MSRP and I mean, you just beat the guy down with a twenty thousand, and then they added an eleven hundred dollar dealer fee, uh, adding insult to injury. This week for part two, Agent Lightning headed across uh, North Lake Boulevard to Napleton's North Lake Kia sister store, right across the street, Napleton Chrysler Dodge Jeep. Here's a report. I speak in the first person, as if I am Agent Lightning, a female, by the way. I don't have to do a falsetto. That would be insulting. It would, yeah. <laughs> I arrived in the early afternoon and entered the uh, showroom. The receptionist was busy on the phone, so I wandered around for a few minutes before asking for help. Carl came out to me. First, when I read that, I thought it was Earl. That would really be something. <laughs> no. Earl. Yeah, I'm, I'm moonlighting over yeah. in Napleton. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Carl came out to greet me and asked what I was looking for. I told him I was in the market for an SUV. I said I understood the inventory situation. I was flexible on everything, model, color, you name it. 
I just hoped he had something in stock. I couldn't wait months for a new car. Carl suggested the Jeep Grand Cherokee, probably uh, because he actually had one in stock. He said it was a new 2022 Jeep Cherokee Altitude. I come up with interesting names, Altitude. And it led me outside to see it. It was a big white four, uh, four-wheel drive SUV with an MSRP of $49,225. I didn't see an addendum. We took a long test drive, and, and along the way, Carl demonstrated a competent familiarity with the features and controls and made easy conversation. Before we pulled back into the dealership, he advised me of the $9,995 market adjustment. I told him I had not seen any markup sticker. He pointed to the windshield. Whoops! There was an addendum label that I'd missed. Now when we parked, I walked to the sticker to inspect. It listed three add-ons. <laughs> this is the junk, folks. This is the junk. Three add-ons. Xylon, Lojex, and Napleton Care. The junkiest of the junks, of course, is the Napleton Care, and the rest of it's all junk, too. $2,427. $2,427 for three things that probably cost a couple hundred? Yeah, I don't know what uh, no, uh, Lojack cost. Let's but they're say three. Maybe. I think you can sell it for anything you want. So yeah, yeah. I also know Napleton carries a year's worth of maintenance for $200, and I don't know There's what no. car requires $200 worth of maintenance no, in the first year. No, And uh, there was no market adjustment mentioned, so they did not put the market adjustment on the windshield like they told me they did. I mentioned this to Carl, but he assured me <laughs> there would be one. I assure you. Whoops. <laughs> Glad you reminded me. Uh, then he told me not to worry if I really liked the car, he would work with me. That's that's the parlance de jour. Hey, I'll we'll work with what you. What if she just we'll work with what you? What if bro. she just sort of liked the car? Yeah, yeah. What if I'm just mildly fond of it? We'll yeah. just sort of work with you. Yeah, right. uh, so I, uh, we want you happy. We want you happy. We went inside to his desk. Carl asked if I would like to move forward to buy the car. I said yes, but I wasn't about to pay ten thousand dollars over a sticker. He told me again that if I really liked the car, he would make sure that they work with me to get me a great deal. Carl asked me for all my personal information and my driver's license. Then he left to speak with the sales manager about my deal. I waited just five minutes and Carl returned with a worksheet. Now the thought occurred to me, Nancy and I were talking to the car. She says, how could these people with all this spotlight of attention and the, fed, and the feds kicking in the door, how could they not behave themselves more? And I, the thought occurred to me, Agent Lightning goes in and they get her driver's license and they run her uh, through the computer. Why wouldn't they know that she'd been in before? Because people come back, they don't always buy a car. Apathy. Yeah. It's, it's lack of attention and, and... And usually here's a here's a very common phenomenon. When, when somebody goes to a sales department and they log in the computer, salespeople sometimes will try and take a customer from somebody. So if they see they've been in the computer, yeah. they don't always alert the last person. Good point. I got a live person, this time I'm gonna sell them. Very so. good point, I hadn't even thought about that. Mm. Carl, blah, 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 I waited five minutes and Carl returned with a worksheet. The top line was MSRP 49,225. They added a $9,995 market adjustment. As promised. 199 for, you know what, nitrogen. 
It's in the air we breathe. You're breathing nitrogen, folks. I want you. Do you realize you owe me how expensive $200. your lungs are right now? Your Can lungs are up. probably worth $199. $799 for window tint. Boy, wow. that is that is a uh, high quality window tint. I think that's bodacious. <laughs> that's, that's you're going back to the 80s with that. Yeah, one. but. <laughs> Is that the highest price? I think that's. I've high. never seen window oh, yeah, tent. Seven ninety nine no. for window tent. Well, the space shuttle's window tent, I think. I is mean, normally it's like one ninety nine or less. Oh yeah, cost on it is about one hundred twenty dollars to the yeah. Uh, vendor. Yeah, yeah. So they sell for one fifty, one sixty. Eight ninety nine for dealer services, uh, hidden fees uh, by any other name. They're all dealer fees. One twenty nine for e file, and that's another uh, junk fee, phony fee to make you think it's a government fee. 149 private tag agency boy this is like a machine gun Junk. of fees here <laughs> and that's the same thing too it's all bs they should just call them all bs fees and then 199 another bs hidden fee dock fee and these are junk fees and 998 for low jack 1230 for xylon and finally 199 for napoleon one car care maintenance <sighs> i'm exhausted and this is what the feds accused them of doing to the tune of $70 million, and they're still doing it. The total mark uh, over MRC, markup over sticker, MSRP, was $14,796 over sticker. And we said earlier in the show, we feel guilty because we're charging sticker. The out-the-door price was nearly $70,000 for this 40000 how much was it? 49000 49000 yeah. I once said that this was not going to work for me. Carl said he could probably take off <laughs> take off the nitrogen in the tent. <laughs> I said I didn't want Lojack or Xylon either. Yes, if I was sure, because both offer great protection products for me and blah, blah, blah. I said no and added that the 9995 market adjustment has got to come off too. Carl, tears trolling down his cheeks now, said he wanted to sell me this car and asked me if he would work with me if he could get me close to the 60000 out the door. <laughs> While he spoke, I found their online advertisement. You hear that? Advertisement? Ashley Moody, do you hear that? I'm, I'm dreaming that she's listening to the show. Ashley, this advertisement was for $47,748. Uh-huh. That was the advertised price wow. on this car. That's less than MSRP. And that's $1,477 discount from MSRP. And we're at the stage now in the negotiation where he's going to try to get it for me for 60000 Now, wait a minute. Let me, Ashley, listen. Ashley, do you have a pencil? I wrote this down somewhere. Somebody go get Ashley. Tell yeah. her to t- turn yeah. the radio up. I, I wrote this down somewhere. I, I, I can't See where I wrote it up. Anyway, I'll have to read it off my page here. The Florida statute, Title 13, uh, 501.976, paragraph 18. Ashley, did you get that? Florida statute. It's illegal to charge your customer. Uh, oh, no, that's wrong. Oh. Oh, yeah. Here it is. I'm sorry. 16. Paragraph 16, for what I just said, is all the same, but this 
paragraph 16. The advertised price must include all fees or charges that the customer must pay, including freight or destination charge, dealer prep charge, and charges for undercoating or rest proving, state and local taxes, tax registration fees, and title fees, unless otherwise required by law. In other words, they broke the law, Ashley. And, uh, and so they violated the federal statute. So, and I'm only kidding because she hasn't enforced this law on any dealer, and they all do it. The advertised price has to be the price that you pay for the car, and they're violating the law. Okay, uh, now Carl said that the price was a Kelly Blue Book suggestion. It wasn't Napleton's advertised price. I challenged him and showed him my phone again, and right there it says, 47748 was their advertised price. He excused himself, presumably to ask his manager. You know, you know, Carl might not have known. Uh, you know, uh, he, maybe his manager told him. I don't know. Uh, at any rate, uh, same thing. Manager wrote on his card, gave it to him to show to me. You know, I'm shopper. I'm, I'm the shopper. Uh, 60000 OTD out the door. So they're still trying to sell it to me for thousands and thousands of dollars over the advertised price. I laughed, said I'm not doing business based on chicken scratch on a business card. Carl tried to assure me they would honor the internet price. I said I need to see everything in writing now so I can be sure everything adds up. Oh, I see where I wrote this. I couldn't find it before. Actually, Title 13, Regulation of Trade, Commerce, Investments, and Solicitations, 501.976. Action unfair or deceptive acts or practices, paragraph 16. That's the law they broke. And you, you lawyers out there, check me on that. If I made a mistake, Napleton's lawyers, if I made a mistake, give me a call. Uh, Carl promised I would get all of that once I was in finance. <laughs> That's also known as a box. I told him I was fine with not getting this car now and stood up to leave. Carl stood up too. Asked for a minute to see if he could get me another printout. Came back to New Work Street this time. The market adjustment was just $49.95, $4,995. He took off the Zylon uh, and the Napleton Care. Everything else was added. This time the premium over MSRP was $7,369. So there we have it. The second Napleton shop after the feds kicked in the door was it about a month ago it's been on channel 12 locally and it's been all over the press and uh here we are mm -hmm. voting time i guess i don't know how else we can vote i mean yeah it's a uh it's a repeat of last week's performance by napleton yeah word for word um well we have some grades coming in from mark uh, mark gives him a flat f minus thievery he says um bob says it would have been a C, but the market adjustment window says F on it. <laughs> I like that. We have an addendum. Congratulations, you got an A. But we have an addendum that says it's really an F. Um, let's see, anybody on Facebook? I'm gonna stick with the F. Uh, it's got, I gotta be consistent. Um, Napleton's North Lake Kia, Napleton's Chrysler Jeep Dodge, both get Fs from me. Well, I've got... Uh Kirk in West by God, Virginia. Napleton, the 666 of car dealers. I'm working with them and they earned a solid F minus. Mark Anderson, Mark from St. Louis. A for Earl and Burt Reynolds going to the same high school. 
<laughs> F for Napleton, keeping the scam going. Tom Steckel, they're consistent, 10 million Fs. Wayne Veit, market adjustment, F. Ernesto, F. Tim, what, no fee for listing all the fees? My market adjustment is an F minus. Brian, how does this dealership stay in business? Work with me, ha ha, F. Mark Smith, F. Cram, 1624, got to charge those fees so I can pay those fines. F. <laughs> we have Vincent on Facebook, gives him a huge F. And that's, that's an F for me, folks. Yeah, I, I just, uh, you know, with that kind of performance, we almost want to have another letter laugh because I, somebody said that last week, a G or an H. I mean, F doesn't seem to do it justice. Mr. Sunrise? Well, <clears throat> I don't feel like Mrs. Sunrise right now. You know, do these people think that they're incapable of being conquered? Uh, I use the word loosely. Um, or maybe overcome or subdued in everything that they're doing. I mean, how could they get away from this? Uh, so someone asked about customers coming into their dealership. That's just amazing that they can still be selling cars. Where is everyone? Um, is anyone reading the newspaper? Is anybody watching TV? It's for your own protection, but he's got his followers, I suppose. I give him an F. All right. I uh, obviously I've got to give him an F. Um, I, I just uh, I, I wonder uh, the brashness and the uh, you know here here we have so many regulars out there. We know we know that a lot of people are listening to this show that are in positions of power. We probably have legislators or legislators. Uh, there's got to be people on on Ashley Moody's staff. I'm not going to uh, flatter myself to the point where I think she'd listen to our show, but uh, there are a lot of people that know her that listen to the show. She's got to be hearing about it. Uh, the blog that we put out uh, uh, on, on um, open letter to Ashley Moody, uh, uh, I told Stu last week, I said, let's, when this blog goes out, let's, there's something called in advertising called geofencing, mm -hmm. where we can, where we can, uh, we put the blog in Tallahassee. I did, um, and also in every major metro car market. So I did yeah. South Florida, Southwest, yeah. Tampa, Jacksonville. So people in Tallahassee, which is our state capital, I don't understand. I didn't which is we have all of the, we have all of the uh, legislators, a lot of the regulators, a lot of attorneys, a lot of lobbyists. I mean, the whole, uh, the the legal heart of uh, Florida is in Tallahassee. And open letter to Ashley Moody was. Uh, targeted, geofenced, targeted thousands of exposures in Tallahassee, our state capital. So everybody's read the letter. So either sue me or do something about this. I mean, just don't pretend like it doesn't, it didn't happen. I mean, it's just like if a tree falls in the forest and there's no one there to hear it kind of a thing, there's a whole bunch of people in the forest in Tallahassee and you all heard it and call the show as I said, file legal action against Earl on Cars and me. Uh, do something. I mean, this silence is very depressing. So I, I don't know. Uh, 
We'll see what happens maybe next week, the week after. And the local media, too. I mean, we did have, I did, we didn't know it was in the Palm Beach Post. It was in the Palm Beach Post. Someone told us, well, I haven't seen the article. But it was on Channel 12, WPC. So we salute uh, WPC. But what about WPTV? Uh, what about, what's the other, WPBR? Uh, what about, hey, you got Channel 10 in Miami. I mean, there are a lot of big stations out there. And there's NBC. I mean, there are networks. Why, why don't you go out? You know who does a good job on this is CNBC, uh, the finance uh, channel. They talk openly about car dealers screwing customers. And, uh, but you don't ever hear it on uh, CNN or M MSNBC or uh, uh, Fox or uh, you know, all the other networks. People are just kind of ignoring this issue. I, I just don't know why. Yeah. I guess it must it, be. It's almost like as if you didn't write a column. It's almost like as if that they, you know, uh, Naple didn't do anything wrong. It's almost like as if that... Uh, like we didn't have a radio show. The, the column that you asked Stu about and what he, you know, how far the reach was for that, it like it, it never happened. Well, I, just got, the, I, got, I got bad news. It didn't happen. Um, it shut down. Facebook shut down the ad um, because... It is a sensitive topic containing social issues, electoral politics. Oh, requires no. us to get authorized first by confirming. So I'll try and go through a review with Facebook. Oh. We have to identify who's paying for it and a disclaimer because that's how Facebook handles anything oh. political now. Oh. Well, uh, it got to about a thousand people before they shut it down. Well, so let's get let's let's uh, we'll, we'll let, request the review. Let's go through the review. Yeah. I'd be, I would be interesting. That'd be an issue. You know, I mean, Mark Zuckerberg is one of my heroes. I like the guy. And uh, I would think that, you know, he's, I know he takes a lot of heat from almost everybody, but uh, I'd like to see what their Facebook review would do. They're reviewing it now. Yeah. We'll find out in 24 hours or 48 hours. Oh, okay. Uh, this okay. is amazing. Yeah. This, is, this is like a clip out of a startup this is like with, a, f with a f uh, you know, the yeah. fake news. This is happening on live radio right now. Yeah. 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 This uh, is the silence is deafening, and it brings so much attention to the subject. Yeah. And it is, it's just amazing. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, continue to stay with us uh, weekend and week out. We really need your support. We, um, again, you're a big part of the show. We'll be right back here next Saturday morning, 8 a.m. Have a wonderful weekend.